Welcome to Crypto Talk Radio, the podcast for everyday investors like you. Visit us on the web at CryptoTalkRadio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. Thank you for that, Bailey, and welcome everybody out there in Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Not quite as cold today, although that doesn't seem to change much for my, uh, I'm in pain. I don't like it. I got to do my uh, little uh, treatment here for my pain because it's starting to get on my nerves. Anyway, I had a personal thing, a couple of personal things really to get out of the way. First, it came to my attention that the email subscription service that we have that sends the podcast uh, updates when there's a new episode has not been working. And it's because the service that we used decided to change gears and started to charge where I don't think they should charge. I don't mind paying, but I don't like when you bait and switch that way. So I'm working on switching over to a new provider. The reason I'm bringing this up is because it was also brought to my attention that Substack is apparently still finding people. People are finding the old podcast. And if you're new, welcome. My name is Leister. I'm your host. Podcast used to be on Substack. I switched it over to uh, Anchor. And then Anchor was swallowed by Spotify. So we're a Spotify podcast. The, some of the older files are still linked on Substack. And when I migrated, for whatever reason, Anchor didn't pull all of them in. So I was noticing episodes every now and then that are older ones that I remember I do it. And then I go back and it turns out that it's not actually in Anchor. It's still hosting the old site. The old site added its own signature line and it told you to sign up for Substack for alerts. Well, I didn't realized, but I started seeing more of these uh, subscribers. So then I would manually pull them over to the news tool that I was using. And then I built an automation to do it for me. But with this switch, what I need to do is I need to figure out a way to redirect people to the new podcast, the new host, CryptoTalkRadio.net, as opposed to Substack. Because we obviously want to have those listeners, but I want to make sure that they're getting the alerts and they're getting the updates. And the only way I can do that is to make sure that the Subjects are good. However, I've got hundreds of freaking episodes out there, so it's not practical to go through and edit each and every one of them. It's a pain, especially with the interface. So if you're listening to this and you were uh, reliant on or dependent on the emails, I do apologize if you haven't been getting them. It was brought to my attention recently, and I am working on fixing it, and I have a provider. It forces you to jump through some hoops. It's really for GDPR compliance. Once we sort that out, plan is to have that turned back on. And they may actually even be better because it looks like this one has uh, more features and fun stuff to it to be able to use. That's on deck to deal with that. The other bit of personal news, it's more of a public service announcement. It's two-part. First of all, if you use LastPass, so it's a password manager that's used on your browser, on your mobile device, I'm going to encourage you not to store things in there that are of an extreme sensitive nature. And if you do... I will encourage you to make sure that you enable as many layers of security as you can. My point is, it should be extremely difficult to get into your last pass. Don't let it remember your password. Don't let it auto-log you in. Biometrics might not hurt if you're using it on your phone. The reason I say this is because there's been an increasing amount of people who have had their wallets breached because they stored their private key into LastPass. Your private key has no business in LastPass, first of all. But let's say you put it in there as a backup, right? You know, let's say, you know, you pass away, you want to make sure somebody gets access to it. And so you put it in at what you believe is a secure place. That's fine. Make sure there's some layers to it, right? 
you have to have some security on top to make sure it's not going to get breached. Because if you didn't know, LastPass has been breached on a couple of occasions. I'm not down on LastPass. I'm saying that some information, if you're going to put it in there, you need to really secure it hot and heavy and really consider whether it makes better sense to just put your key, like print it onto something and take it to your local bank and have them put it in a safe deposit box, like something. And then your people get access to it by way of, you know, bereavements. So I'm just saying, please, if you're going to put, I would recommend you don't, but if you're going to do it, it needs to have layers of security in lieu of, I would recommend you put it on physical piece of paper, lock it in a safe deposit vault or something else that is not, that's not subject to that level of breach. Cause I don't want people to, to uh, be getting ripped off. Like I am seeing it. It seems to happen more and more. And I'm, that's an unfortunate thing that's happening. Let's go ahead and get into the cryptocurrency. We've got some slight news. There's not a lot going on. And then I've got an old episode. I want to revisit. All right. We're looking at coindesk.com zoomed out to the month chart. And of course there's about an even amount ish of red and green. However, everything is on an upward trend. Ethereum's on an upward trend. Bitcoin's on an upward trend. There's an expectation of positive growth happening here soon. A low of 1786, just shy of 1790, a high of 1874. So not quite a lot of volatility, but we are seeing an upward trend. We are seeing that there's an expectation that we go on a run. I've been on record that 2024 is the target. And I maintain that because we're going up and down and up and down, but it's not like the crap out we saw before. That's not happening. Instead, we are seeing some upward movement in a number of different of these tokens, and that bodes well for the future. So if you are in the core, coins, they can never steer you wrong, in my personal opinion. Long-term sentiment seems strong, although anything can change at the drop of a dime. So just be careful. I would not recommend that you YOLO in anything, especially with what's happening in cryptocurrency. There's a lot that's going on. Some of this is going to feel like a rant, and I apologize up front. I think it's important. Sam Bankman-Fried, a.k.a. Poof Hair, gets convicted, fully convicted, guilty on all counts by a jury that he defrauded his investors. And I know some people may be curious, as it's sure, no, Caroline Ellison is expected not to serve any time, not to really be punished outside of making reparations to the people that she ripped off. Let's just be clear here. She was enriching herself millions of dollars off the backs of this, she is not innocent in this, but because she ratted the dude out and because she cried on the stand, they're giving her a pass because she's female. Let's be honest. The other guy, Wang, they're throwing the book at him, they're throwing the book at poof hair, but she gets a slap on the wrist because she's a female, she's a helpless fawn. That's what this is, and it's crap because she was right there ripping it off. She was right there, and if if, if let's be honest, in, in many ways, she was a little bit more culpable at how much money was ripped off because the whole thing derailed because of her involvement as the leader of a company that was part of this whole crap. So I see this and I can only hope that it encourages some sort of a reform of our justice system, that we should not treat women like helpless fawns or like children. She's a grown-ass adult. As a grown-ass adult, she knew what she was doing was wrong. She knew what she was doing was fraudulent and I'm sorry, I don't buy the narrative that she's just helpless and didn't know what the hell she was doing. She knew what she was doing. And I don't support the narrative that just because you rat the dude out, you should get a pass. I don't have a problem with a lesser term. People are talking about 110, 15, 115 years. Yeah, but it's, it's no, 
it's really going to be like 15 years, 20 years when it's all said and done. I don't mind saying, no, chick, you got to serve 10 years because you were right there doing it. We're not going to hit you with 20. We're going to hit you with 10, but you're going to jail too. That's what really should happen. And I'm so vehement about it because I actually knew a girl and this girl, she, she dated a dude. I'll tell the story. She dated a dude. I don't understand how this happened, but she dated this guy and apparently they had a falling out. They were still together, but they had a falling out. She meets up with this other guy. They're not dating, but she's like friends with this dude and his boys. It's like this whole cholo chola type thing going on. Right. So apparently, and I wasn't there, I was told this after the fact by multiple different avenues. and It was all in the news, but apparently she told the guy that she was dating to meet her somewhere because they wanted, she wanted to talk or whatever with the intent of having the new guy beat this other guy down to punish him for the mistreatment. This is what I was told. The new guy shows up with his boys. So they're sitting, the girl and the, the other guy are sitting in the car talking or whatever, or at a park bench or something, but they're, they're talking together and not, he doesn't know what's going on. These dudes roll up three cars deep surround and somehow, I don't know how this gets all, but somehow the guy that she was dating starts. It's like, he's, it's like, he's, it's like, he's setting them off. Like he's saying things to purposely piss them off, which this is during the era when people wouldn't pull out a gun. Normally this is way back, but he's saying something that sets them off to where they all of a sudden pull a gun and shoot this dude unexpectedly. And she claimed she didn't expect them to pull a gun, but she was overheard saying in mixed company, I didn't like him anyway, quote unquote. But it wasn't expected that the guy, this new guy said, I didn't plan to shoot him, but he pissed me off or whatever they have. Right. So she went to jail, Chochilla, if you know, California, <laughs> Chochilla and the other dudes went to jail and I think one of the dudes got a plea because he was just there and he wasn't participating, but she went to jail, not because she did it. And they threw this, she got like 15 to life. And I think she's been in there. I want to say 30 years so far. <laughs> it's been a while, but no, no, no 20 years. But the reason they threw the book at her is because it's, it's kind of this whole, you trapped him. You, 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 caused him to be in the situation where he was harmed. He wouldn't have gone there if it wasn't for you. So we're throwing a book at you. I see the same here. The whole crap wouldn't have gone down if the two of them hadn't agreed to make this shit happen. I'm not buying the story that she's a helpless fawn that should be overlooked and given a slap on the wrist. I don't buy it. So I'm not saying that poof hair shouldn't go to jail. He should go to jail. She should go to jail. Wang should go to jail. Everybody should go to jail. If we're going to say that Bernie Madoff, may he rest in peace now. If we're going to say that Bernie Madoff was that, how is it any different than what these did? These did the same damn thing, effectively the same damn thing, using people's money to get out of the money and then paying these other people. It's the same thing, same type of Ponzi. That's what they were doing. So the fraud and the fact that she knew about the fraud and she knew it was happening, she knew it was going down, she enriched herself. It was on record. Millions of dollars she paid herself Okay. If you're, if you're in this, oh, I'm trapped and I don't know what the hell to do. You're not going to be paying yourself millions of dollars, people. 
She was right there culpable, and I don't believe she should get a slap on the wrist. Is my only point. I can only hope the judge is not a female and says, F that, you're going to serve some jail time because you're part of this. I understand the DA's not going to go after you. It's my prerogative, and I'm going to send you to jail for a bit because it's the right thing to do, and you're going to need to pay the people back that you ripped off, and we're going to take all your property. We're not going to send you up the same length as him, but we are going to send you up a little bit. I'll send you 10 years. I'll send him 20. Then I'd be cool with it. Right now, it looks like they're letting her fresh off the hook, and that really pisses me off. Hopefully, they go back on it, and they decide, you know, this is, no, we got to put her up. We got to put her up on something. We got to do something on this business. Hopefully. I doubt it, but hopefully. Now, I want to wrap up our episode today by revisiting a token project that I covered a long effing time ago. And the reason I'm covering it now after talking about it way back yonder is two part. One, when I did my original coverage, I saw something in this one. And then I didn't check back in on it because I usually don't. I wait for the developers, see if they want the smoke. And if they don't want the smoke, I kind of keep it moving. Then I figured I would just watch them a distance, see what's going on and, and see if they would turn into something. Well, I was going through, again, I talked about Substack, and this is one of those episodes that's out on Substack, and I stumbled across it again. And I was listening back to what I said. And this project, it was around uh, carbon, carbon credits and carbon out of the atmosphere and so on. And I figured it was the right time to be pitching that, as in it was of interest, it was in the now, it was on people's minds, and I thought maybe they can turn this into something. Maybe, I don't know. And maybe it's worth taking a look at. I went and took a look at its price over time because back then, you know, I was really new. That was like the, I want to say the second, maybe third month I was doing this. And so I was really raw, really new. The audio quality was nowhere near what it became. And back then I wasn't going too deep in it. I wasn't the certified auditor. I wasn't any of that. I was just looking at it from a distance, looking at the project scope, seeing if it looks like it's kind of cool, maybe. Now I take a more deep eye. And what I saw when I looked at the chart, I'm like, what the hell went wrong? The project's name, it's still it's still active. Uh, the site's still active, the whole nine. I just don't know what the hell happened to it. The site's called KlimaDAO, starting with a K, K-L-I-M-A, DAO, D-A-O, KlimaDAO. Their website's KlimaDAO.finance. And they were featured in all sorts of different magazines and all sorts of different sites. And they were talking about, uh, you know, again, climate credits and climate finance and how do we, you know, create resources and generate wealth to help the, the environment, help the climate and try to encourage open standards and everything else. And so back then, again, it seemed like it was something that was in the now, it's on people's minds, and maybe there is something here from a sentiment perspective that would help it be successful. And the fact that it had a DAO hopefully would prevent it from completely crapping out. Well, again, I looked on the price movement and it looked like it had officially done its thing right around when I had first talked about it. Um, roughly about October of 2021-ish is when they first had their launch out. I covered it in December. In December then, it was on the way down. So I had it around in a couple hundreds of dollars. 
Now, what's funny is that its all-time high price is somewhat around like just shy of like four grand, which surprised me because I didn't, you know, if it has something that high and it was down to $300, I'm like, well, what the hell was I thinking? And I think what I was possibly thinking was it might have the pump like they all do. And then it might go back up as they actually start launching stuff. Because at the time, they didn't have anything out. They didn't have anything active. Nothing was running. Nothing was working. It was just kind of a concept. So people that pump, the initial pump, I mean, it only has 8 million in supply. So I figured just low supply, hype, right, FOMO, and it would recover after they start getting utilities if for no other reason than supply constraint. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that didn't happen <laughs> because... It is on central exchanges, it's on Gate.io, but that did not happen. It actually did not hardly at all recover. It it went way down. I think it's like 60 cents as I, yeah, 70 cents as I record this. So from a peak of just under $4,000 all the way down to 70 cents. And mind you, the supply is only 8 million. And I think it had 10 million when it, when I first looked at it. That's the largest drop. That's why I wanted to revisit it and talk about it now because that I think that's the largest drop of any project I've ever seen because even internet computer didn't go that low. It was, it was up there and then it did the dump, but even it didn't go that low. Leash, it was up there. It didn't go that low. None of the ones I can think of that were that high went that low. Like I've, I've never seen the likes of it. And it got me wondering what the hell happened because I would expect some drop, certainly if they didn't perform or something went wrong or something, you know, whatever. But I would not expect it to go from near $4,000 down to like 70 freaking cents. And I, I released this. Hopefully somebody out there might be listening that can explain. that can say, hey, what's, you know, what happened? Do you know what happened? Do you know what's going on? Do you know what's wrong? Do you know if something changed? Did they announce something? Because I don't go to Telescam. So I don't do that. It's still, again, it's still active. The site's still active. Everything's still working. And so if anybody has any knowledge, I'd love to hear it. I plan to do some digging because I'd like to fully understand what might have happened here. Because again, it's the largest drop I've ever freaking seen, ever freaking seen in my entire situation doing this business just to put in perspective why this one is so weird on it this one is i believe i'm pretty sure this one is is either founded by sponsored by or something it's under mark cuban dude like mark cuban's aligned with this so do you see what i'm saying like it was at the time i'm like yeah i don't see how this one can fail and now I, I, I see, well, wait a minute. It does this amazing dump, but yet it's aligned to Mark Cuban. And this is not the only project aligned to Mark Cuban that's crapped, right? So there's that. But if anybody knows anything, I would certainly love to hear it. I'm going to do my own digging. And I'll probably do a YouTube, not YouTube, um, Rumble slash BitChute video uh, update with whatever it is that I find to try to wrap my head around what happened. If I can find it, it may be all that evidence is gone. So, Klima Dow, again, if anybody has any information, I'd love to hear it about what the hell went wrong and how it is possibly all the way down from a peak of $4,000 down to 70 cents. I would love to hear it. I would love 
to hear from anybody in the community. The last thing I'll call out just to revisit uh, the Shiba ecosystem and boom, sentiment is down in the Shiba ecosystem. It's down because the team has not really delivered anything. Shibarium still doesn't do anything. People are not sure about bone because bone is, it has a divergence. So bone goes the opposite direction of Bitcoin. That's just the way it is. So that's made people a little bit frustrated. They don't know what's happening. They don't know why it is that bone goes into red when everything else goes into green. It just so happens that bone is the polar opposite for whatever reason of Bitcoin and all the other ones. So if you're in the Shiba ecosystem, whether that's Shib, bone, leash, whatever, if you're in the Shiba ecosystem, you're hearing it from me right here, right now. I, I do believe, I still believe, Bone is going to have something happen. I think it's a matter of time. I notice the number of holders is still steadily increasing on Bone. If you look, if you, and I encourage you to do this as well. If you look at EtherScan for Bone, so you start with, to make it easy on yourself, go to coinmarketcap.com. After you get to coinmarketcap, do a search for Bone. Pull up Bone, and then on the left, you're going to see first the price, and it's going to be like, okay, and you're going to see people in the comments that are just crapping on it. Underneath on the left, you're going to see contracts as Ethereum. Click on that, and that'll take you to Etherscan, which, of course, Etherscan is crap, but it's the best way to really wrap your head around what's going on. Bone has 91,000 holders. I would remind you, it was not that long ago that Bone only had 25,000 holders. Bone is, Bone is getting a lot thrown at it, but it has, a, it has a divergence away from Bitcoin. This actually might be a bullish signal. And I'm going to explain why I say that and why I put the word might in there. Tokens that are partnered with Bitcoin and they move with Bitcoin pricing tend to be more volatile than not. So the reason this largely happens has to do with the central exchanges. You have a token of some kind. It's paired with Bitcoin. It's paired with Ethereum or paired with wrapped ETH or whatever. Those pairings mean that the price of the other token in the liquidity pool is going to influence the price of at least the trade price of that token. Because in order for that balance to be in, in sync, you've got to have enough tokens on both sides. You can have enough of the bone and enough of whatever paired token. When one of them gets out of balance, that's where you start seeing weird things happen with the pricing. Bone right now primarily is paired with SHIB and Ethereum, or wrapped ETH, I should say. To a greater degree, wrapped ETH. This means that its price movement is going to be directly correlated to Ethereum. The problem is that right now we're seeing that Ethereum's price is starting to diverge from Bitcoin, which means that people are, and as I said, people are largely just shifting money to projects. It's not like new money's coming in. New money is coming in. If you look at the total market cap overall cryptocurrency, we're at $1.29 trillion earlier this morning. It was $1.31 trillion, but we're down from where we were in the morning and we're still not that new money state. We're still lower than the $2 trillion that I said we would need to see in order to quantify it as a bull run. So since we don't have new money, we know for a fact and we can see people might be selling out of one to buy into something else. And it's possible People are selling out of Ethereum to buy into Bitcoin because they see Bitcoin going up at a sharper rate. And altcoins are getting a little bit of a push, but it's just the altcoins 
the altcoins that are not paired to Ethereum don't benefit as much because Ethereum is not benefiting as much. All I'm saying is, is that because the more money that flows into Bitcoin and not into Ethereum, the less you're going to see bone go up unless you get significant amounts of buys. Significant amounts of buys isn't actively happening because it requires the FOMO trigger. The FOMO trigger comes from the green. When you saw Bone go to like $1.70, $1.80, there was a lot of FOMO around this. The FOMO is largely calmed down. You don't see nearly as much volume, active volume happening on Bone. But if you were to go back to that same Ether scan and near the bottom, click on holders, first of all, 91,000 of them. But if you look at the top thousand holders, the top thousand holders of this business hold a lot of freaking Bone. The top 10 hold a lot of freaking Bone. That's a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing in the sense that they're holding the line. They're what's keeping it from going but too far beneath 70 cents. Remember, it went as low as like 20 cents, 30 cents, not that long ago. Now, it actually struggles to go beneath 70 cents. Do you know what that means? That means our floor is rising. A rising floor is a bullish signal, generally speaking. It's risky because it's possible they could sell out. Any one of these could sell out and they're a millionaire. But my thought is this. Let's say that I'll take number two that's on the list here. Let's say that number two bought when it was, I'll say, 30 cents. Number two has 19,995,379 tokens. If they bought when it went to 30 cents, okay, that was a lot of freaking money that they spent up front, which means they already have the wealth. And they're not going to do a dump at a 2x. It's not worth it to them. They're going to wait till it goes on a run. They're going to wait until it goes up significantly higher because they know it's got to go at minimum, at minimum 10x from where it is. Well, again, think about it. If you're at this 6 million mark, right, of dollars that you put in, 6 million mark, and you know, all I got to do is just wait. I wait and it goes minimum 10x, which is seven bucks. If it goes 10x, that's some money. Do, do, do. That's what, in your mind, that's what it is. And this person has so many tokens, they could still take profits and still bank. They're not going to be able to recoup significant amounts of what they put in until it goes on more of a run. It doesn't behoove them. So they're probably just sitting on it. I doubt they're even trading on the exchanges. I think they're just sitting on it for spot trades, waiting to get over a threshold before they start doing some sales. By the time we get past that threshold, other people would have come in that helps keep the floor up. All I'm saying is, it, from what I see, this, this token specifically has one of the strongest floors, given the fact it's not at one of the coins on one of the main blockchains. Given that it's not, the floor is extremely strong. Remember, this guy is more valued than Phantom, more valued than Matic, Okay. Now, and that's only with 90,000 holders and it and, and a Shibarium that doesn't do anything and has a stronger floor than those that are more established as layer twos that have way more holders as layer twos where their blockchain actually does a damn thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is my sentiment speaking. It's like the math tells me there's something here. There's something here. And I'm I watch and say, you know, 
when that price goes down, man, I, I, I just get that temptation and I got to do my part, you know, cause I am a top 5%. I'm in the top 5% in all fair disclosure. And I don't plan to sell it. Damn sure. Not selling it now. If I were to sell mine, it would have to hit that 10. It would have to hit that 10 X. And even then I would still only sell maybe half of it. Maybe even then I'm not sure that I would still, I would sell. Cause I got to think if it goes where I think it goes, once Binance comes into play, if it goes where I think it goes, which is minimum 10 bucks. Okay. Once you get to 10 bucks, cool. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but then I got to think, well, yeah, but what if it gets to $50? Now you're talking some major bank. Once they figure out the whole Shibarium thing and it becomes truly gas on the blockchain, I know it kind of does. I'm talking with active projects. Once it gets to that point, once it gets to the point that it's truly, at the end of the day, you're going to need this guy to do transactions. At the end of the day, the demand's sky high. At the end of the day, FOMO's going to kick in. At the end of the day, those millions of people sitting on SHIB are going to have no choice but to pay attention to this. I got to think, my bag is going to be worth a lot of money. And so this that I'm doing is highly risky. It's not my largest thing at all, but it's risky. It's risky because who knows? Shitoski could shoot the whole damn thing up, right? It could just crash and burn. That could absolutely happen. Shamiri could fail. Absolutely happen. It's a huge risk. My thought was, well, I can do this because my endeavor pays me a lot of money. I actually just got another check coming in uh, tonight. So, cool. I, I'm going to pay a tax bill off that's due. I already paid the rent. We're good there. I dealt with the student loan situation for another year. We're good there. So I don't really have a lot of large expenses and my endeavor pays me really well. So for me, I can afford to take the chance and just let it sit there and just kind of ignore it, which is what a lot of people are doing with Bitcoin. A lot of these wallets bought Bitcoin a long time ago and now that they're right back at the you know run up, they're coming back out and they're going to start selling again when we get to this FOMO run. What if Bone gets to that same point? What if Bone is one of those early stages, just like we saw with AVAX, just like we saw with Polygon, just like we saw with Matic, where, you know, years prior, it's down in the sense, and then all of a sudden goes to a hundred freaking dollars. I can't ignore the probability that happens because it's early. It's early in the game. We're not talking any random blockchain here. We're not talking a garbage blockchain that didn't need to exist. We're talking a blockchain that already had a strong community behind it which to me changes the game. And I want to look at that and see if I'm at that right time. And so for now, yes, anytime it goes beneath my, cause I do dollar cost average. Anytime it goes beneath my threshold, I'm buying more of that bad boy just because, and I do have a bag of shib just because it's like throwaway money. <laughs> I don't have a lot of money in the ship. Mostly because let's say ship does. And this is my, my wrap up, but let's say ship does get a, some sort of a burn mechanic was shy with the uh, stable coin, which is the current theory that the stable coin is going to contribute to burn of SHIB, which is going to appease all the people sitting on SHIB. Let's say that does happen. Even if it does, I did the math. My YouTube's still out there. It's going to take years. It's going to take freaking years to get SHIB supply down. SHIB, I don't think is going to make a lot of money for people unless you're already a whale. And there's enough whales in there that are holding the line on SHIB. But I also think there's not a lot of new money going to SHIB which means it has less of a chance of staying high versus bone. I could have that wrong. Maybe they figure something out. Bone is where I'm looking. I don't even look at leash because I think that leash is kind of the, eh. 
But Bone, I've got my eye on it, and I wanted to be clear. It's a huge risk, and I don't advocate anybody do it unless it's throwaway money. It's money you can, you just don't care. It doesn't matter if you lose it all. doesn't matter if you lose half of it. It's throwaway money. If it's throwaway money for you, choose what you want to do with it. No matter what, though, this run that we're about to have, depending on what you buy into, I think there's going to be a lot of wealth thrown around, a lot of millionaires. There's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of garbage, right, spun up. We're just seeing Pepe 2.0 going on a run. There's going to be a lot of garbage, and I would implore you to be careful. But as long as it's money you don't care about, I guess it's fine. You know, you can gamble on some things. But just understand this, there's going to be a lot of traps, a lot of scams, just like there was in 2021. Be careful. Be safe. Make sure. Make sure. The money you throw is money that's truly throwaway. You don't care. I don't want to see people coming out saying, I lost it all. I don't want to see that. It should be throwaway, you don't care about it, money. And I know that's hard to come by these days. But that's what it takes to stay safe in a world where we don't know what's going to happen. When the run happens, we don't know how high it goes. People are speculating it goes possibly double where it went before. Can you imagine what that means for some of these garbage tokens that's out there? Some of these ones that were dropping a zero every freaking month? Can you imagine what that means from a risk perspective? And just stay safe is all I'm asking.